I need your help, Joe. I don't have a pin that I love. I bought that pin, uh, which you saw. <laughs> what, what, wait, what's the company's name? I can't even remember it right now. It's German. Kueco. Kueco. Is that what it is? Yes. I think so. Okay. The one that you posted the picture of. You know my pin more than I know my pin. I really do appreciate that very much. <laughs> I like that pin. That pin is great. It's a great yes. pocketable pin. It is awesome uh, for writing down notes and keeping in my backpack. Uh, it is not an awesome pin to write for extended periods of time because it is metal and angular and harsh and German. Yep. So it doesn't feel so great in the hand as... Uh, as you spend a lot of time writing with it. So I have found myself going back to G2. That's what they are, right? G2 pens. Pilot G2. Pilot G2s. I, I fell in love with those a long time ago. I used to have a big old stack of them on my desk at work. That's never the greatest idea when you have a co-working environment because they did all mysteriously disappear one by one as time went on. <laughs> <laughs> he won't miss just one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by the way, my... Uh, my uh, inevitable response to that was I found on Amazon a bunch of really gaudy looking pins that were shaped like grass leaves. Okay. And I, I put them in a big pot, like a big vase. And uh, whenever anyone asked to borrow a pin, I would give them one of those because there was no way in the world that they were going to walk away with that. And so then, then my, my pins lasted a little longer, but of course they still disappeared whenever I was, I was gone from the room. Right. But yeah, the G2s, I've always loved those. Uh, we did have a little conversation on Twitter about them, and we did recognize the fact that you and I have an ink discrepancy. You like 0.5, which is, I think, super fine, right? I wouldn't call it a... Okay, so I'm going to preface this with I am a fountain pen person, so I get kind of picky on some of those terms. Uh, the terminology, right. So I'll preface it with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I would say I am a fine point okay. pen person, not a super fine. Okay. Because to me, like the super fine gets even down to like 0.3 and such. But I mean, I think that's what they call it, is super fine, but maybe not fine. And I prefer the <laughs> the one, about as bold as it gets. Okay. It's a point of preference between the two of us, I guess. Uh, and I, I like those. They're good. I'm using them right now. But, you know, they just don't look that cool, Joe. It just isn't, it doesn't make me feel that great to have the Pilot G2 in my hand. It doesn't make me feel like I'm a pin enthusiast. I feel like a pin poser. Mm-mm. So I guess my, my question to you is what are you using it for? Like, are you, is this for your, like, morning pages of sorts? Is this for journaling? Is this for taking notes? Yeah, I've been, I've been doing morning pages every day, so every morning I wake up, get up, and write three pages of, uh, you know, eight and a half by 11 sheet paper. So it's a lot of writing, and I, like I, I think I pointed out on Twitter, I am actually going through these pens. I've, like, uh, ran a couple of them dry, which I don't know if I've ever experienced in my life. Definitely haven't experienced it since I was in high school. So uh, it's, a, it's a new thing for me. I'm definitely writing more than I ever have before. So I am grabbing a link to send to you of the pen that I use because I've been starting to do morning pages as well. Right. And that's part of a a bookworm thing. So sending you a link. This is a link to Goulet Pens. Twisby. G-O-U-L-E-T Pens. And I'm a big fan of Goulet. Brian Goulet is the guy who runs it and I've bought all of my fountain pens from him. The, the pen that I use that I write with for a, any extended amount of time is the Twisby Diamond 580. And I have the fine uh, nib on it. The reason for that is because it, it's long form writing. And I find that if I use like a broader 
point on it that it fills up the the space quicker and i end up writing much bigger which ends up <laughs> counteracting the whole purpose <laughs> of the the morning pages so one page worth of writing on three pages yeah right. yeah i have a what they call a stub nib on a different pen that i i want to say it's like a 1.3 millimeter wide nib it actually might be a full 2.0 nib it's super wide you you almost do calligraphy with it It, it's that wide uh but it doesn't do some of the flexing and stuff that you need in a calligraphy pen but anyway with with the the twisby like that that thing is designed for long form writing because the pen is super lightweight and it has a good feel of the hand but if you're using something like the pilot g2 i feel like that would work well for it but Honestly, the Coeco that you're using, I think, is designed for like taking notes, right? In meetings and such, it's not because it, it's kind of a heavy pen. You've got the aluminum one, right? Yes, it's very heavy. That's what I'm saying. It's great for my desk when I'm writing a couple of notes out, and it's great to keep in my pocket. Yeah, when I'm going to a meeting or something. But yeah, it is not. I tried a couple days of uh, of writing morning pages with it, and thought, you know what, I'm I'm getting some terrible hand cramps here. I need to need to change my game. Right? Are you interested? In a fountain pen, or are you stuck in the ballpoint world? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't understand. <laughs> you know what? I so I I think we 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 did talk about this once. I at one point had the Lamy Safari fountain pen. Yes. Um. Somebody had just recommended it to me. I thought it looked really cool. Uh, I bought it. It was cool. And actually, I I have a I have forgotten this memory until right now. But somebody makes like disposable fountain pens. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Pilot makes a few. So I think I bought a couple of those just to test it out. But maybe that was the wrong way for me to go about it because I didn't love the experience of it. I felt like writing with a fountain pen is uh, is not a great experience because of the, the scratchiness of it. It always felt like I was about to tear through the piece of paper that I was writing on. But maybe that is just my poor habits of writing with a fountain pen or uh, poor quality of the fountain pens that I was using. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Pilot makes, I think it's called the Varsity. Yeah, that's what I had. Fountain pen. They're like three bucks for a fountain pen. And yeah, they're they're interesting to see how a fountain pen works. But in my mind, it's it, it can give you a bad experience if you're not trying to do something specific with it. Like if you're not seeing it as just a trial of how's the fountain pen work. Like that, I could see it getting hairy really fast <laughs> mm. so i i think if you know you mentioned the lamy safari mm-hmm. that one would be that's kind of the the go-to starter pen for a lot of people getting into fountain pens that might and that thing's lightweight too so it would probably pretty be pretty good for long form writing of sorts maybe i should give it a try again how has morning pages been for you have you been enjoying it uh oh i have kind of a bittersweet relationship with morning pages right now and that is partially due to my extreme enjoyment of the results of having written it okay in the morning all right and my extreme distaste for how long it takes me to do it oh yeah man they take a long time like that's <laughs> it's a productivity killer isn't it yes yes it it completely you know okay morning pages completely changed my entire morning routine okay single handedly yeah that's that's a big deal yeah, we're going through the artist way for Bookworm. Mike selected it for Bookworm. And we'll record that one here in about a week. That'll be kind of fun. So what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be a good co-host here, I am trying to go through the book and do everything according to 
what she asks. Like, I don't want to shortcut anything mm-hmm. because then I feel like I'm not giving it a fair shake. I mean, right. I think that's respectable of sorts. I appreciate that. And so I've been doing morning pages every morning. And the first day that I started that, I got started on it at about 6.30 that morning. My expectation was, and I have no idea why I had this expectation. This is where my brain is just wrong sometimes, and I don't notice it. <laughs> but my my thought was I would be done by about a quarter to seven, like a 15-minute block. Right. And it would be done. Seven o'clock rolled around, and I was finishing up page two, and was kind of anxious and stressing about, like, now what am I going to do? Like, my whole morning reading time is going to be completely shot, and... The time I was going to spend, I think I was writing an email newsletter that that morning, or I was supposed to, and I wasn't going to have time to do that either. So I was like, okay, well, now I'm starting my entire day almost an hour behind. This is not a good way to start the day. (laughs) So I... Stressful. Yeah, I have yet to come to grips with the time commitment. I've been doing it every day since I started, uh, and that's been, what, seven, eight days ago now? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something like that. And... Again, I love the results of doing them, but good night, it takes a long time. It does. It really does. That, that, that's one of the things that I have been bumping up against myself is it's very easy for me to say that I don't have enough time for it. Or before that, it was very easy for me to, to think that I had enough time for it and then totally misinterpret how long it was going to take me to get through that. I mean, at this point, what I just kind of do is block off an hour for them. Not because it takes me an hour to write them, but because I just don't want to have the stress of looking down at my watch and seeing that I have something to do in 10 minutes. Yeah. Before I'm before I'm finished writing them. Because yeah, it's sometimes they take, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes they take longer, sometimes they take less. It really depends on how how active I feel in the writing process that day. But it is it's it's a weird thing because it is actually more of a time commitment than it is a creative commitment to me at least. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a, that's a funny reality. That is quite interesting. Where, where are you keeping these? Are you keeping these in one of your beloved journals? I am. Yeah. Go figure. No, right. That, that makes sense. That's what I'm <laughs> using it for. It's great. Yeah. I've been, cause I journal at night as well. Just short, like a paragraph of sorts. Mm-hmm. And what I've been doing is, uh, I'll do three pages of morning pages. And then the fourth, like the opposite side of the last ends up being my journal for the night that way i've got all like one day covers four pages and then it's just consistent beyond that i appreciate that yep i recently changed up my notebook game not to disrespect like term because i still love it and that's what i will be continuing to write morning pages in but i wanted something that was a little more diverse for me as i'm starting to relearn how to love paper and pen (laughs) i'll send it over to you i posted it on twitter just a couple pictures of it. It's called the Midori Traveler's Notebook. Have you seen this? Okay. Yeah, I, I've seen this. I thought I saw you taking pictures of this mm-hmm. on... I didn't. I don't think I saw it on Twitter. I think you had it on your Instagram story at one point. If you don't see it on one place, you'll see it on the other place. But <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of these notebooks before? I have. I have never owned one. 
Yeah. It kind of bugs me to see a Kueko ballpoint on these pictures. But other than that, <laughs> it looks very interesting. Come on, man. It it, it just looked good in the shots. <laughs> let's, it, <laughs> let's not. It's a pretty pin. I will yeah, give you that exactly, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a really interesting notebook. I'm not sure how popular they are. I, I believe that the first place that I found them was uh, earlier this year, Joshua Ginter uh, published a review of one on Tools and Toys. Okay. And... It was one of those things where when he published it, I immediately fell in love with it. I think it just looks beautiful. But at that time, I just wasn't using paper, so I had no real use for it, and I didn't buy it. Uh, and now that I do, I did. And what I love about them is they they scratch the itch that I always come up against with paper, which is the fact that um, I have a hard time committing to a notebook. You know, we talked about that. What, what do you do? You like kind of intentionally mess up the first page or yep. or break it in in a way. Uh, and it, the same way, I just, I have a hard time saying, oh goodness, man, I have 200 pages in this notebook and where do I put this and where do I put this and where do I put this? And that just is this weird mental barrier that I don't really want to deal with. And the fun thing about the Traveler's Notebook is that you can insert these multiple cheap notebooks into it and add as many as you want. And the notebooks are... I'm actually not sure how many pages they are. They're, they're not very large, maybe 50 pages or something like that. Okay. Uh, and you can buy them. They're like $5 for each of these inserts. And you can buy them blank or ruled or grid or in a planner system or however you want. And it's really neat. I just think it's a, a really, really cool way of doing it. The size of the notebook is kind of interesting, too. It's almost like a 8.5 by 11 that's been cut down to size a bit in as far as the width goes so the pages are a bit more narrow than you're accustomed to when you're writing in a, a typical notebook but they have they're, they're just long enough that it never really or they're just wide enough that it never really bothers you uh, it's not a problem it's just is a bit different and so yeah i mean i use them the like term for my morning pages and i use this notebook for everything else and i feel very good about this setup that i have i really really dig it so what goes into this you know if you're using the like term for like your morning pages and such does this just get like your random ideas throughout the day like notes from a book like what do you yeah it gets it gets random ideas and the the way that I've kind of been having my productivity task management set up lately um, because I'm a freelancer and I really get to determine my entire schedule is I have found that one of the things that I love more than anything about things is the fact that it has those re- recurring to-dos that automatically you know, push over to today. Right. But if I'm trying to plan out the day and I want to add a bunch of stuff, opening things is not necessarily the greatest idea because I'll get stuck looking at all of the, the things that need to be done, the tasks that need to be done that are waiting to me because they've rolled over to that day or they're waiting. Um, so what I've loved to do is I open up a blank page of this uh, traveler's notebook and I just write a bunch of stuff down and then I will open up things and either transfer stuff over to it if it's going to take longer than a couple hours or you know just kind of work from both lists. It's sort of like what I was doing before. If you don't remember, I had a, a spiral-bound notebook that I kept on my desk and I would just use that blank page to write stuff down that I really wanted to pay attention to for that day. And so this uh, this traveler's notebook has replaced that and now it comes with me all the time where the spiral notebook had 
been a permanent fixture on my desk before. So it's it's really nice, and it just is beautiful. They have uh, a few different beautiful leather covers that you can choose from. So they have a black one, a brown one, and then they released this year a almost olive brown, which is what that picture is. So it has a bit of a more green hue to it. And I just I think it's an excellent physical good. It just makes me feel really good to have it, and it's uh, it's great to use. And also, this is a weird thing. I don't think we discuss this or not, but I have a weird preference for cooler toned paper, and I feel like a lot of good notebooks have a warmer toned paper, including the like term. I don't know if that has a actual naming structure in the world of paper or not, um, and it's just a weird <laughs> preference. I don't know. I don't really get into paper too much. The inserts for the Midori Traveler's Notebook have a really just good white, cool, cool blue tone to them. So just everything about them makes me happy. I also did buy an insert that's a 2018 monthly calendar, and it has a bunch of different pages that break up the month, like a, a two-page layout that's the entire month, or um, different different ways of kind of conveying the month as a whole so that you can jot some ideas or calendar dates or you know, projects down on it. And so I'll be curious to see if I end up using that a lot or if it's just something that I glance at occasionally. But once the new year rolls around, I'll happily add that to the back of the notebook as well. So a a notebook that I've had my eyes on lately uh, is by Studio Neat. It's the the Pano book. Have you heard of this one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I talked to uh, David Sparks at one point and he... He's been using this a lot lately and seems to really like it. I've not purchased one, but it seems very interesting. So it's it's a much wider notebook. I'm trying to find the dimensions on it, but I'm not finding it. So it's it's a much wider notebook, but it's very short, I guess. Like it's it's very much a landscape but elongated and it's designed spiral bound. It's designed to be left next to say your your laptop on your writing hands side or like in front of or behind your keyboard like it's designed to fit in those spaces so i I think it's very interesting because it could be one that you just leave on your desk at all times for you know today's to-do list if you're going to be there all day which i'm not so it doesn't work for me to do that so i haven't (laughs) been able to justify it quite yet right but it sounded like something that would work in the workflow that you were talking about unless you're going to be taking it sticking it in your pocket and walking around with it yeah the pano book is kind of how i've been using my own spiral bound the spiral bound that i have that's from field notes is almost the same size as the pano book but the pano book is slightly taller and not quite as wide i I think they've designed it basically to fit perfectly in line with a, a macbook or imac keyboard it's like basically the same size as that. Right. And then the way that it works is you can either choose to have it long-wise or width-wise or in front of your keyboard or behind your keyboard or beside your MacBook or however you want it to, to kind of fit on the grid of your desk, which is, is a great idea. Like, I love that a lot. But, but yeah, the reason that I moved over to the Traveler's Notebook is because I wanted to be able to stick it on my back and keep it with me, which I've just never done with the spiral bound that I have currently. It's just a state on my desk and always stays on my desk. But I'm doing some traveling for the holidays here soon, and um, I pretty regularly do some traveling either to LA or some random place around the world. So it's good to have a notebook that can come with me. I mean, it's called a Traveler's Notebook, so... 
that's kind of right up my alley, you know. Right. Um, so, yep, it's it's cool. So I am I'm slowly but surely upping my my pen and paper game. So I got the notebook bit down thanks to you and your like terms <laughs> and uh, and tools and toys review of this traveler's notebook. So now I got to get the pin game down. So I'll, I'll work on that. I'll I'll keep you updated and posted on on where I go with all of this. But yeah, maybe there's a fountain pen in my future. Maybe there's just a really nice ballpoint. And uh, I hope you won't be too disappointed if that's the case. <laughs> no, I use ballpoints a lot. So I I do love my fountain pens, but I do. Like I've got a Pilot G2 right next to me, and I've got a Pilot High Tech C right here, as well, which I don't think we've talked about. But that is a super fine gel pen. Uh, it's a point three millimeter. Uh, that's that's an awesome pen. But that's a fine point, you know. But if you're looking at a ballpoint, I don't know if you know this. Lamy makes the Safari pen in a ballpoint version. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, I did. I had seen that. And I, I like them a lot. They're really pretty. I think they're just a very cool-looking pen. I like the minimal look to whatever I'm going to end up getting. Right. So I guess here's a question for you. What are you using for, like, everybody who's got a, a traveling notebook of sorts that they keep with them all the time, you've got some form of, like, a pocket pen that you keep with you all the time to to write on it. What are you using for that? Are you using the G2? No, I'm using the Kueco for that. So you're keeping that in your pocket all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, pretty much. That's a heavy pen for that. Well, I basically always have a backpack on me. Okay. Because I partially because I like just having a place for my iPad and I use my iPad quite a bit and partially because I've just been in too many situations in my life where I am the tech guy and somebody turns to me and says, "Hey, do you have blank?" and then I said, "Oh shoot, no, I I didn't bring anything with me and I I've gotten sick of that. Yeah. I just I am accepting the mantle of being tech guy, so I typically carry one of everything <laughs> with me, you know, if it doesn't if it's not like a dumb thing to bring. Yep. Uh so I just keep it in my backpack. And I actually keep it with those index cards that I'm still using uh to write notes down. That's still a big part of all of this. That that's more of a special fun project. That's not necessarily the most practical way of doing it, just the most interesting way of doing it. So there's actually a top pocket in this backpack that my wife got me for our anniversary and I just keep the index cards and a pin in that and I'll I'll pull those out whenever I need them. You ever heard of a Fisher space pen? Oh yeah, those are really fun. A friend of mine just uh, pulled one of those out of his pocket recently when we were hanging out together. Nice. Nice. I keep one in my pocket at all times. I don't use it for any long form writing of any kind. I really don't like it for anything more than just writing a quick idea on a note card which is the only reason i keep it around but it does really good at that because the thing is so small Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like it's super nice just to have that tiny little thing around all the time i used to have let me see if i can find it really quick i'm gonna i'm gonna give myself about 20 seconds to try to find this so i don't want to wait forever (laughs) Uh uh-oh I was logged out of Amazon. That's already cutting into my time. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Pin. Wouldn't it be great when they get Face ID on the Mac? Oh, that, you know, seriously. <laughs> uh, I used to have this pin. It looks like it's still available. I found this really neat company called Machine Era. Okay. And they just made this beautiful solid brass pin. And ah, it's just a really neat piece of hardware. And when I was working at my last job, a big part of it was a weekly meeting that we would have. And I just didn't like being the guy that had my phone out the entire time because 
no one else was right. the guy out with their phone the entire time. Um, so I wanted to have a pin for that. And then, of course, also just for little meetings and stuff. And I found this pin, bought it, really loved it. Um, weirdly enough, they don't make the one that I used to have. If you're looking at a, a picture of this pin, it has a bunch of kind of like grooves right. machined into the brass now. And mine didn't. Mine was much more reminiscent of like the uh, space pin, almost nothing on it. And I really, really loved it. But I, I don't carry it around anymore. It was such a special thing to me, such a sentimental piece, that it actually went into a time capsule my wife and I made when we moved. We made a little little time capsule of mementos, and uh, this pin went right in there. So I don't, I don't use it anymore. But I still have a, a, a soft spot in my heart for it. I think it's really cool. I like pins, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> this, one, this one does use uh, G2 cartridges as well, so it was able to, okay. to provide me with that little fun thing. I think the Safari does as well. Or, or a Lamy pin. That sounds right, yeah. It's been a while since I've gotten into the the Lamy camp. I've been pretty heavily in the Twisby camp here lately, so I can tell you all about their Eco and Mini, and yeah, we're not going to go there. But the Lamy pins, I know, those are what got me into fountain pins was the Safari. And like that one I used to do some long-form writing with, and I know that it does some really... Like, it doesn't fatigue my hand really at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I'm doing that. But the thing you'll notice about all of these that I, I have mentioned is they're very lightweight, especially when you don't put the cap on the end, when you don't post the cap, mm. and you just leave the cap off of them. They're super lightweight, so you can go for a really long time with them. So that's that's probably the, the common denominator there that you're looking for. Yeah, I think you're correct. So I when I when I bought this traveler's notebook, I bought it through JetPins, and I had not been to JetPins for a while. But it is one of those websites that I can kind of get lost in, looking at all the different options and all the different things that you can buy. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'll probably end up back on JetPins sooner or later, looking through some of the the interesting items that might be my next pin purchase. But I'll find something. I'll find something interesting. Yes, small pins keep in your pocket. Lightweight pins for go long. Everybody's got to have a fountain pen, multiple fountain pens. Multiple fountain pens, my God. 